any one of you who does not renounce all your possessions cannot be my disciple. There was once a high school football coach who on the first gathering of the crew for the season gathered them all around in a huddle and says, he says, young men and boys, if you're not willing to eat, drink, and live football for the next 90 days, you may as well go home. All these young freshmen looking at each other, eyes bugged out. And, go, oh. and of course, you know, there's a rah-rah. Right? Now, obviously, the coach did not actually mean you eat the football or drink the football. I mean, you can't eat a football. You can't drink a football. Nor can you live with a football, though I'm sure some have tried. But, um, but my point is that we call this hyperbole, right? Hyperbole. And the intent of the coach is to get the boys to commit. It's all in. You know, there's a rise, kind of inspired people, get them all fired up. Oh, yeah, let's go. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And then they go out, and adrenaline goes, and out they go, right? And they, they, uh, they commit to the season, right? Um, what we hear today is uh, Semitic hyperbole or Jewish hyperbole that was common at the time uh, of Jesus' time among rabbis to inspire and to jolt, to evoke a response of rara like that. Oh, yeah, we got to follow. I mean, it's, it should be obvious to us that we're not called to hate our mother and our father, our wife and our children, but I suspect we have to say that just to make sure somebody aren't Oh, well, that's the reason why I hate you, because the gospel told me so. <laughs> you know, I, mean, that, I mean, that's obviously taking the whole thing out of context. But, but you can see what's happening here. It's very important to context. Jesus is this large crowd who's following him, right? You can just see the crowd, and they're like, ooh, look at what he's doing next. Ooh. And he's not interested in fans. He's interested in followers, you see? So the fans, you could almost sense he's growing tired of this large crowd that is just interested in, in seeing what he's doing, not really interested in following what he's saying or doing. And see, and I think that's what he turns to him, like you almost see him return to him like radically. Are you ready? Yeah, all in or not? Come on, you got to be all in. You got to take everything away. And of course, you know, many of them were like, eh, no, 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 not me, no, no. And they walk away. That's the challenge. Uh, so, so it is this all in. The, the, the challenge I have with this, I mean, it's because so many, this gospel is so abused, so taken out of context, it's, it's, it's almost a joke. Um, the challenge for me in this passage is immediately after this, he gives two examples that, you know, constructing a tower or, or, or going to fight an army. And he sounds it so calculating, right? Uh, like, this is what you need to do. But, like, the life of the disciple is not so, so simple. I, I think the better example here is that of, of married life, right? Like, when you, the day you got married, I mean, those who are married, um, you made this commitment. Did you have any idea what the commitment you were going to make? Did you calculate the costs ahead of time and say, oh, shall I win this or not? Because I think you lost a couple of ones like along the way, right? Let's face it, right? I mean, there's no way you could calculate the cost of love, right? 
See, so, so what is it that Jesus has asked us to be all in on? What's the one thing? It's obviously not hate, right? That doesn't make any sense, right? What is it? What's the one thing? Love. You mean, this needs to come off your tongues like this, guys, right away. This shouldn't be a second thought. I mean, we got to get better at this, right? Like, it, love, love the God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and love your neighbor yourself. It should come off your tongue right away. The answer to every question that Jesus asks will always be love and mercy. Always. And so, I mean, so that's what he's having us all in on. And that's why I would go back to the marriage as an example, is that when you go all in, when you get married, you can't know the cost to calculate it at, but you're all in. There's a bit of a, 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 a sort of a paradox there. You have no idea what the calculation is ahead, but yet you commit on this, and that's what Jesus is looking for. See, it's not just a, a, a single day thing, the marriage, the wedding day, but it's a marriage of the entirety of your life. And that's what discipleship is. It's not just a, the day of our baptism thing. It's an entirety of our life. Now, here's the challenge. Is sometimes I don't know if we get that when we come here. Like, remember, like, we come here for one hour, and we're called to live what we do here for 167 hours of the week, right? I mean, to, to the challenge is if those two don't connect, we have a big problem. Then we're more like fans of Jesus than we are followers of Jesus. And so we have to be committed all in on this following Jesus. Now look, it, it's not always that easy. I get it. We don't know what to calculate, but that's the, whole, that's the whole idea. Like We don't know what's ahead, but we need to be ready for it. Let me illustrate by an example. A couple of years ago, I was out of town at another place, and I, um, myself and my friend were at this, went to this restaurant. And it was, I, I just sat down. The, the couple next to us, an elderly couple, were just berating the, the waitress. I mean, just, just dressing her down and personal. Um, and I was so discombobulated. Then she comes over to us and gives us our menus, and she's in tears. I was discombobulated, and then the couple got up to leave, and I immediately, like, I couldn't help myself. And I said, was that really necessary? And then he turns around and then just does the same thing to me, and just, like, lets out a spew of awful stuff, uh, basically telling me to mind my own business, except not in so nice of words. <laughs> right? Like, I'm rarely speechless, let me tell you. I was speechless. So, so here's what the, the irony of this situation is and why I bring this up. The next morning, we were at Mass, and I was in the pew chair like you uh, because I was visiting, and I didn't want anyone to know. So I was dressed regular civvies, and I, I sat down, and then who walks in and sits right in front of me? Uh-huh, that couple. Right there, right in front of me. You know, the entirety of the Mass, I could not concentrate. All I was thinking, what am I going to say when he gets around? Will, he, will I hit him when he comes around? Will I, what will I say? Will I, how could I say the sign of peace? Because he's going to turn around and offer the sign of peace. What am I going to say? And, and like, so I was consumed with this, the entirety of Mass. And somewhere, I think it was around the consecration, I said, okay, peace. Peace is the word. And so I said, and then I started to feel sorry that like he's going to have a, 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 a he's going to have something that's going to happen here when he sees me. And so, um, so he turns around, and I smile brightly. P 
peace be with you. And his eyes just popped out of his head. And he just, peace, and he turned around. Now, he went and received communion, never came back to his seat. I, I don't think I would either. But, <laughs> but anyway, my point out of this is, come, you know, look, being a follower of Christ is not a Sunday-only thing. Right, we got to get this serious. I mean, we, every single thing we do or say is out there is being watched and being measured against what we do here. And so everything, every interaction, every interaction which we think may not be witnessed is being witnessed by somebody. Now look, I, I, I know, I understand. Nobody wants our worst moment of the week standing right behind us. I get that. And nor would I want that to us. I, I, I understand that. And none of us, myself included, right? We all get our moments of weakness. But what we got to do is got to commit all in. Every time we got to make sure that we, is this the best I can do right at this moment? And here's the part, just like your married life, you don't know what's going to be ahead of you in this week ahead. You have no idea what moment is going to press your button, is going to challenge you. And you're going to ask yourself, some moment in this week, is this the moment that Brendan was talking about? Is this it? This is my moment. This is my moment to be good. This is my moment to be kind. This is my moment to be gentle. This is my moment to shine and to love because this is my moment. See, it's not a Sunday thing. It's an everyday thing. We're not called to be fans of Jesus. We're called to be followers of Jesus. And that's an all-in commitment Singular command to love God and to love our neighbor. Let's commit all in. Let's eat, drink, and live Jesus. That's our commitment.